Good afternoon and welcome to another episode of the Life Science Rush Hour with Matt Corcoran. It's Friday. Hope everyone's had a great week. Hopefully you're uh, you're winding down here, getting ready to enjoy the weekend. If you're here on the East Coast, um, it's probably been the nicest stretch of weather we've had all summer, believe it or not. Um, so get out there, enjoy it. I'm going to keep this nice and short for you guys today. Um, yesterday, Fierce Pharma on their manufacturing uh, subsection, I read an article, China API manufacturer shut down. I've talked about this ad nauseum, and I will continue to talk about this because life science companies are so vulnerable to supply chain disruptions. If you're dual sourced, then, hey, it's a different issue. I, you're, you're good. If you're sole, sole sourced, which a lot of smaller companies are because it's expensive to get a dual source, to have a backup supplier, um, it's time consuming. And, and let's face it, when you're moving from uh, a, you know, an R&D company to a commercial company, um, you're, you got a lot of things going on. Um, you're trying to ramp up staff, sales force, um, you, know, you name it. There's just a ton going on. And it takes a while to get, you know, a second supplier sourced or FDA, right, you know, um, validated. So why I continually harp on this is because when I look at insurance policies, property insurance policies in particular, time after time, this is where I see vulnerabilities. People are not properly insuring contingent business income. What is contingent business income? It's quite simply you suffer a loss because a financial loss because your supplier or manufacturer or it could even be on the other side your key customer had a fire at their plant or you know wind damage whatever it might be basically think about it is your facility and they have an insurable loss there which then causes issues for you so you can't sell product because you can't get it from your supplier or on the flip side, your your distributor has nowhere to, to store because their manufacturer or their sub you know their warehouse caught on fire and the FDA shut them you know they're they're shut down. That's contingent business income. It's not to be confused with regular business income. The intent is the same to protect your financial loss because of covered peril. Business income only covers your locations. It will not extend to a location that is not yours. So that is what contingent business income does. Too often I find with new clients or prospects is that they do not have the correct contingent business income limit. More often than not, especially for smaller companies on the R&D side or one product, the business income limit should almost be nil because everything is outsourced. The more you're outsourcing, the more contingent business income exposure you have. Sadly, again, I see it the other way around. People have big business income limits and small contingent business income limits, and they think they're covered. So my suggestion always is take a look, understand it, Hey, reach out to me. I'd love that. And and we can walk you through it. 
the even bigger hole in coverage, which I very, very, very rarely see covered, is non-damaged business income. And that's what this China story actually is, this, this plant that's shut down. Let's say the, F, the FDA comes in, shuts your supplier down. There's no fire, no nothing. They just weren't doing things right. You know, they got a 483, they got a warning letter, whatever it could be. Said, hey, you know, you're done. And that's your only supplier. Your property policy, your contingent business income policy, they will not cover that. Coverage will be excluded. Non-damaged business income is designed for clients or companies that do have a commercial product and their supplier, or they, you could say it in multiple ways, has the regulatory shutdown. It can be voluntary either. Hey, we need to shut this down because there is this issue. You know, they, they report to the FDA. In that case, that can be covered through this non, non-damaged business income. It's typically a separate policy from your property policy. It's expensive, um, but when you're sole sourced, it's worth doing the economics of it. Saying, hey, what is the cost? At the end of the day, if you can dual source, that is going to be your best risk management standpoint. Now, I'm not a CFO. I can't get into the economics of it and the regulatory and all the time and effort to do that. Um, But from a pure risk management, that is the better solution. Good substitutes are making sure you have correct business income, correct contingent business income, also known as dependent business income. And then non-damaged business income. Are they as good as dual source? No. Will they be a good thing to say, hey, to your stockholders and shareholders? Yeah, this is not good that the supplier's down. But here is how we've mitigated the risk. Through the use of insurance, we've transferred it to a third party who will pay us back minus deductibles and, and certain other things, but basically recurring expenses and make us whole again. So check out my blog. It's at mattcork.com. It's how to mitigate supply chain disruption. And it's worth a quick read. None of my stuff's long because I'm not a good writer. But what I try to do is make my writing, is hit articles that I see in the news that could be some benefit to my clients and even non-clients. Hey, if you're getting benefit out of it, all the better. So I hope everyone has a great weekend. Uh, Me, for one, I'm heading down to the the Jersey Shore. I've got some, for you beer drinkers, I've got some tired hands, alien shirts and some milkshakes. So looking forward to having one or two of those and um, enjoying the fine weather. Again, thanks for listening. I hope you guys have a great weekend. Take care.